0: Welcome to Short Stories, a new Brisbane Writers Group podcast and community radio series produced in Brisbane, Australia, showcasing a selection of short stories written and read as an audiobook by a group of talented writers from this city. In this episode, we feature the literary work of Connor Doig, a young Brisbane-based writer with a big future.
1: Hi, my name is Connor Doig, I've only been writing for a couple years and have an interest in the melancholy and the macabre. I enjoy writing about anything and everything, although my passion lies with those things that go bump in the night. I've had two short stories published in Brisbane's Gulp magazine, and I'm currently finishing my first fantasy novel. This is called An Unending Hour. It was 3am when the headlights of an Uber flashed across the dew-speckled street. The slow, hiss of tyres on wet bitumen came to a stop on the driveway of 37 Ridgeview Crescent, and there was a moment of whispered conversation before an obtrusively loud slam of a car door. The headlights built inside the front of the house, casting an empty living room in angled shadows as they withdrew. I waited in the kitchen, where the headlights could not reach. I didn't need to see them to know Maddie was home. My phone buzzed from its place on the sill. "'Thanks for riding with Gareth. Don't forget to rate your trip.' The message flitted on the screen for a few moments, then faded. Slow, rhythmic thumping of a pot against the side of the sink kept me steady as I scrubbed a baked-on grease mark. The thumping wasn't quite loud enough to cover the sound of Maddie fumbling with the key in the front door. I raised a hand from the scalding, soapy water and took a healthy swallow from the half-full Scotch glass next to my phone. A pool of water trailed from the sink to the sill. It took much rattling and quite a few tries for Maddie to get the door open. I could have gone and let her in, but I didn't. I continued scrubbing the pot, scouring the grease mark forcefully. The front door swung open with a hollow bang, followed by another a few moments later. My shoulders tightened. She made more noise coming down the hall, tossing her heels into the living room as she passed. For God's sake, I muttered, dropping the pot in its grave of browning dishwater. I hoped I said it loud enough for her to hear. Hamish, sweetie, you gave me a fright. She stumbled into the kitchen, flinching at the brightness. I watched her approach from her reflection in the window in front of me. She leant on the bench as she put her clutch down and took her earrings off. She tried to grab my attention through the window reflection. I told you not to wait up. I know. It came out blunt and flat. Maddie frowned and dropped her hand from her ear. Well, at least you didn't have to wait long. I thought I had a little more party in me, but... I dried my hands with a tea towel slowly, eyes glued ahead. If I looked hard enough, I might be able to see past the reflection, to see the dark and overgrown garden outside. Maddie slipped away from the counter and sauntered towards me, a slight smile playing at her lips. She came to bear hug me from behind, light hands pressing on my hips. They made my skin crawl and I turned from the sink at her first touch. I grabbed my scotch glass and left the kitchen without so much as looking at her. Ice tinkled in my glass as it swished back and forth with my stride. I made for the front lounge room and sank into our old leather couch. I didn't bother turning the light on. Maddy timidly followed. She almost tripped on her discarded heels and sat on the other end of the couch to me. Honey, what's wrong? I took the rest of the scotch in one hit. It burned the back of my throat. My lips pulled tight in an involuntary grimace as the warm liquid slipped down my esophagus, all the way to my gut where it came to rest like a rock. Jefferson Street, I pronounced slowly. The words felt slick and oily as if I was dirting myself just by saying them. What? Your Uber. It came from Jefferson Street. Maddie readjusted herself on the couch, so she was facing me. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, after you left, we went back to one of the girls' places. Whose? Steph's. I thought Steph lived on the south side. Maddie hesitated. She ran her hand through the crown of her head, sending her carefully procured curls, bouncing. She does. I meant to say it was Sophie's. Steph was just saying over. Pure heat shot from my chest down the length of my arms and my hands, electrifying the nerve endings. In one thoughtless motion, I swung my empty glass at the wall behind Maddie, where it shattered. Maddie jumped in her seat, her eyes wide. Don't lie to me. I didn't raise my voice. In the moments after the glass crashed, the house seemed much too quiet, and my sullen words were loud enough on their own. Maddie's sculpted brows knitted together, her lips pressed so tightly they were hardly visible. She got up from the lounge, hands on hips. Don't you dare do anything like that again. Not acceptable, Hamish. What are you, twelve? Her voice was far louder than mine, even when she wasn't shouting, and it cut through the Silence. In three short stomps, she was standing over me, nostrils flaring. What are you implying? You know exactly what. I raised my head from the ground and stared her down. She didn't intimidate me. Maddie scoffed and rubbed her chin, turning herself away for a second. Jesus, I was only gone for an hour. There's plenty you can do in an hour. Maddie took a step closer and slapped me. The same heat shot through me, and I had to open and close my hands to stop me from using them. Instead, I poured every drop of loathing I could fathom into the look I gave her, but still, Maddie did not back down. I don't need to give you an explanation, but just for the record, we only stayed for one more drink. Then we all went to Sophie's for kickongs, but it started getting messy so I came home. She waited for me to protest, to challenge her story. I didn't. When she could no longer meet my gaze, she filled the silence with more lies. "'You are the one that left early. "'I told you I was looking for a late night out, and you insisted on coming. "'I should not have to feel guilty.' "'I pushed out my lips as if I was considering what she said. "'I nodded to myself gently. "'So, if I asked Steph tomorrow, she'd say you all went back to Sophie's. "'Yes.' Then why didn't I get a notification about you leaving the club? Maddie sat down again, this time in a different chair, and put her hand to her head. I didn't call the Uber. Steph did. Bullshit, I grumbled. I really wish I hadn't thrown away the last of the scotch. No, this is bullshit. Maddie pinched the bridge of her nose. I honestly can't believe you, Hamish. You don't trust me at all, do you? This isn't about trust. Of course it is. You're being controlling and paranoid. And what was that tantrum you threw before? She exhaled slowly and pushed herself out of the chair. We're done here. My hands trembled. We're not done yet. I was suddenly standing, although I wasn't sure why. She paused for a moment, then continued to walk to the front door. She slammed it behind her. Unnerving silence crept into the room like an unwelcome friend. The emptiness that seemed so comforting before was now suffocating. I went to the front door, intent on following her, but paused with my hand on the knob. I looked behind me, down the hallway, and made for the kitchen. I don't know why I went back to the kitchen until I spied her clutch lying on the bench. My hand went to grab it of its own volition, then withdrew, then took it in one deaf move. Within seconds, the clutch was gutted, its contents carefully splayed on the bench like evidence from a crime scene. Lipstick, card holder, some mints, tissues, unused. I pulled out every single card, credit, debit, library, but found nothing. No condom wrappers, no secret notes, no evidence of another man. My head whirled, and not just from the scotch. The boiling ball of tension in my stomach refused to unknot itself. There was only one way I knew to get rid of it. My phone chimed as I leant over the kitchen, bench with my arms wide. Another message flashed across the screen. Maddie was in an Uber, going to Jefferson Street. I plunged my hands in the dishwater of the sink, now cold, and splashed some over my face. An unhappy grin, closer to a leer than a smile, looked back at me from the window reflection. I did not need more than a moment to decide and grab my car keys. It was time to make a little visit. This has been a short story
0: written and read by Connor Doig for the Brisbane Writers Group podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this new podcast called Short Stories from a group of talented Brisbane writers. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a story or the next episode. Search for more short stories on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more information on our writers, head to our website, Podcast.com.au and click on the Writers Contact page. Short Stories from the Brisbane Writers Group Podcast is a Brisbane Podcasting Centre production supported by Brisbane City Council, the Queensland Government and the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening.